Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, and welcome back to the Psych Legal Pop Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about popular culture through the lens of an attorney and a therapist. I'm the therapist, Tess Brigham. And I'm Brooke Brigham. I'm the attorney. So we are back tonight uh, with Sister Wives, Season 18, Episode 6, The Understatement of the Year. Dun, dun, dun. And there were some doozies in here. And a laugh out loud. And I think our laugh out loud was a huge LOL. Because I don't know if people know this or not, but, you know, Janelle's just been using Cody for sex. Yes. <laughs> All she cares about is his body. Yeah. His hot, it. hot body. And even. <laughs> but hold on. So before, so before we move forward. So last week, um, we announced that uh, it was our year anniversary on the 20th and that we uh, hit over... Uh, before that, we hit over 100,000 downloads and we were thanking everyone. And we went through and thanked everybody. And then and then we wrapped up the podcast. I went back into my house, sat <laughs> down and then proceeded. Brooke then texts me and said, oh, my God, we forgot to thank Steve, my husband, who I'm staring at at the moment. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, it still didn't even occur to me. Thank God Brooke texted me. So the person probably that has done the most besides the two of us and probably yeah. has done more is Steve, my husband. He producer Steve, producer Steve. He um he wrote and produced the theme song. He did the little psych legal pop thing for us cuz we could not figure out Canva. Um, oh yeah, he got us onto Apple Podcasts, yeah, Spotify. He, well, he's an audio, he's a professional audio engineer. This is what he does for producer. a living. Producer. Yes. Yes. And so literally this podcast would not be a podcast yeah. if it weren't for him. We don't know how to do any of this stuff. We barely no. can do basic computer stuff. <laughs> so we would have had to, I mean, this would have cost us a lot of money. Like we've been able to do this and be able to do this very grassroots because of him, because he really does all the technical stuff for us. Every time we have a technical, <laughs> he's the one he's up at like one o'clock in the morning, um, <laughs> you know, editing these things. He edits them for us. He does everything. And so 
that was spaced out on that was such a fail Uh, epic fail so sorry steve Uh, we love you we appreciate you um we would be nothing without you yes we would thank you and um so anyway thank you steve anyway so should we just jump into it um because i really enjoy how every time they show us utah the music's real upbeat everybody's yeah. happy to be in everyone's so, happy in utah it's a whole different vibe in utah yeah so we start off with this painting party that christina rowing with she's got kelty and tony there with Avalon and aspen and mitch and i don't know it's, i mean it's valentine's day yes yes it's valentine's day so and it's so they keep saying six weeks. Well, I guess maybe these things have been recorded at different times because Cody and Janelle during their conversation kept saying it's been six weeks. It's been six weeks since Christmas. Is it six weeks to Valentine's Day? Well, I guess it is. To well, the roughly. Year. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they're right. Okay. Yeah. Oof, boy, math is we're, hard. So we're moving. <laughs> time is moving forward. Yeah. Um, so they inform us that Valentine's Day is not a polygamy holiday. No, Shockingly. not polygamy friendly. No. So, uh, <laughs> and then Janelle says she doesn't want to do Valentine's Day with Cody. <laughs> no, not at and all. Christ- Christine says now that Cody has Robin, he must be happy about Valentine's Day. Like, you know. Yes. And then she cool. instantly goes to that place of, oh, that's mean. That's rude. Snarky. I don't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't do that. And then it's like, okay. <laughs> and then she laughs. <laughs> yeah chuckles to herself but she says it anyway and did you see her post i just saw it this morning her post with her and david in they were in i guess where do they live they're i mean they're in utah so what's the team they root for well i don't think it's it's not like an nfl team i think it's a um I don't know what it is, but yeah, they're football fans of some football team. And yeah, they were posing with some nachos. Yes, of course. This morning, just talking about how she just is so happy to be loved. That David just loves her eating nachos. (laughs) Um, So they're talking about Valentine's Day. And um, Christine admits that she has been talking to a matchmaker. Mm -hmm. And she's very, very nervous about dating. And... um, you know, she's she wants she, she basically wants someone bald with tap driving a motorcycle. Yeah, she wants something that Cody never was mm-hmm. <laughs> a good communicator, fun. She wants monogamy, sense of humor. Yeah, <laughs> she is done with polygamy. Yeah, she wants the anti Cody. Yes. So she doesn't regret polygamy. She's trying, but she wants to try to be classy with all of this. Um and then we learn a little bit about, I guess, Tony. We get this like uh, uh, metaphor of ice cream. And so I guess apparently Tony's tried a lot of ice cream in well, his life, which means you really, Tony's dated a lot. Do you I mean, really believe that? I believe that before he got with McKelty, he was some kind of player. I don't think so. Uh, he's full of shit. And Christine calls him a little shit. Oh, you know, uh huh. I thought she was mad at him because he was bringing stuff up, like romantic stuff or stuff that she didn't want to talk about. Yeah, it was, it was, you know what it was? It was classless. It was tacky. Classless. You know, he, he shouldn't have been saying that kind of, and that again, please, I think McKelty may have been the first person he was, you know, had sex with. Uh, he's a total fucking, I'm not trying to be mean, but it's like, 
No, he, he was not some player who tasted all kinds of ice cream. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. But is, is what I, when I, yeah, I don't know. I, and is Utah even that diverse? I mean, what does that mean, tasting ice cream? That means being with a lot of different people? Or does that mean, like, different kinds of people? No, I like, think it's, it's just a metaphor for, like, you know... Lots sleep, of women. Lots of women, sleeping mm-hmm. with a lot of women, having all these sexual experiences. I don't believe it. Okay. Well, maybe tasting ice cream in their world is, like... Kissing. Uh, kissing, kissing a bunch of people. So maybe he's kissed a lot of people. Well, um, that was one thing I was, yeah, you know, I, I I think I knew this intellectually, but to hear Christine say that Cody was the only man she had ever even kissed, which yeah. obviously means she's only had sex with one person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this whole idea of dating. Yes, it must. Right? It yes. must have been very frightening. And, you know, I commend her like that's very brave. I mean, she's been gone for I don't know what, like six months or something, maybe mm-hmm. and she's putting herself out there and she wants to find love and it's scary, but she's doing, I mean, geez, God, like, yeah, that's well, a lot. and the fact that she just, she's putting it out there. She's like, I just, it was so hard for me to get over the fact that I was with someone who didn't, who wasn't attracted to yeah. me. Yeah, And her self-esteem was bad and Well, and the biggest reason, which I think is huge, which is she said the biggest reason why she didn't want to be in this marriage anymore was that her children knew this. Her children knew Mm -hmm. that their father wasn't in love with or attracted to their mother. And she's like, I don't that's not what I want to show kids that I don't want to show my kids that that that's okay, that that's okay, And that it's okay to be just to not have your needs met and to not be loved. And she, you know, she yeah, she wants to be loved. She wants to be able to show you know, she wants, she just wants to be loved. And now she is, God damn it. I yes, mean, October 7th, I think, uh, yes, her yes. wedding date. I know, it's coming up. It's coming I, up. I predict she's going to have like a People magazine spread, you know, of the wedding. Mm-hmm. There's gonna Someone's got the exclusive, you know, deal. Yeah, I'm sure it's them. I'm sure it's people. I can't wait. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, she is, she's, but I, I do wonder, and I don't know, maybe we'll see this, if she went on other dates before she met David or if she just like didn't date at all and just happened to meet David and it was just the right person. And yeah. it was, I'm ooh. sure she did, because this is February of 2022. She said she met David on an app, not through the matchmaker. So maybe the matchmaker wasn't so successful. She met him on an app in October of 2022. Oh, OK, so. Okay. Yeah, she I'm sure she went on. Yeah. She must have. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. So, um um and then we get this quick thing from Janelle her just filming herself saying I haven't seen Cody since the fight. We're going to go mm-hmm. have a meeting. <laughs> They're calling it a meeting. Yeah. Um but th- but we can't stay there long because we've got to get to Mary's B&B. Yeah. Um cuz her BFF Jen is there. Yes. Run, running the B&B because her mom died a year ago. Now, here's my question. I have read before on social media that Jen is married and has kids. So mm. what did she do? She left her family in Las Vegas to go run this B&B? Like, what's happening with that? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. And don't what know. is up with her their relationship? You know, they... Well, no one's, listen, no one's ever made Mary this happy. I mean, no. honestly, I've never no. made Mary this happy. She, I mean, she 
genuinely, they genuinely really like each other a lot. They, you know, and I know people have alluded to some things. Listen, I don't think that they're there. They're having some torrid love affair or anything, but it is, I will say, you know, it is nice to see Mary happy and, you know, has a friend and, yeah, and someone then, really care, truly yeah. really cares about her. Yeah. And so every time we'll get into it when we get there, but every time she talks about Cody, it's like, Oh God, Mary, please. I know she still Ugh. hasn't let it go completely. Yeah. So we learned that Jen, always the jokester, um, <laughs> they met in Vegas 10 years ago, her and Mary. And uh, because she owned, she basically said that Mary hired her to kill but that means that she was a pest control company and they became friends. And I was like, so that must mean that you had a lot of pests. Do you know what I mean? To become friendly with the person that owns the pest control. Yeah. Well, like, or that maybe means that you, the whole, like all four houses were infested. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. I have an exterminator who comes to my house, you know, every couple months. But, you know, because you have spiders, you have, I don't know. Wasps. And are you friends with your? Exterminator? How often do the two, you and the exterminator, um, get to talk to become friends? Well, no, we're not like that. He, I, if I'm here, I'll catch him and I'll say mm -hmm. hi. But, um, <laughs> but you know, your house doesn't have to be overrun with pests to <laughs> have an exterminator come and you know just make sure everything is good and you know spray for. I don't know. Oh, okay. Now I'm breathing. No, no. Maybe I have to get an exterminator. Well, hmm. I just have a tremendous amount of spiders because there's so many trees and mm. stuff around my house. But um, anyway, clearly, yeah, they met, they hit it off. They're BFFs. But so this is this whole thing where Mary's talking about how she wants to move the clothing business, the clothing business, the clothing right. business to the B&B. &B, but she has to talk to Robin and she's worried about talking to Robin. And she says, and I... And I want to stay in Flagstaff because she wants to get a good marriage relationship with Cody. I'm like, oh, what? God, I can't believe we're still talking about this. And she's worried that he's going to interpret her moving as being done yeah. and out of the marriage. But she's not done. But I, he is. Oh, my God, he he's is. He's already said, I wouldn't care if she moved and started a new relationship with somebody else. I don't care. Uh-huh. I know she's doing a, a slow walk. She's slow walking out of this relationship. Yeah. This is her first step, I guess. Well, I mean, listen, she can, she owns the fact that it's not good. She owns the fact that they don't have this marriage, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know what she's staying for. So, um, and then Mary, of course, has to tell us how Jen has been there for her. Jen will not go out and talk about Mary and her family, meaning like, Jen's a good friend. Jen's not oh, using not her for TV. To tabloids. Yeah. Or, yeah. So, um, and then we see this carriage house where that's where she wants to move the clothing business. But let's really get into the good stuff because this was the good stuff. Oh, the but lunch, they lunch, lunch. Uh, appointment. Yes. Salsa Brava. <laughs> so they, she has the only place in Flagstaff <laughs> that will allow filming of this yeah. show. And this poor place, no one ever eats there because no one is ever in that room. You know what? Because I bet you they're going before they even open. They're probably eating at like 10 in the oh, morning. That's right. You know, you're right. There was no one in that. There was no, no one in that lot at all. Was, you're right. It was empty. And I oh, feel Lord. like they were sitting outside. Cody was complaining about how cold it was. And the, <laughs> no, water, no. the water was cold. Or... They, were, <laughs> they were inside. They were inside. They were. But Cody was very upset that there was cold. Right. <laughs> 
he wanted his hot water. He's like, where's my hot pot? I mean, hot water. And I guess this is his big solution because it's true. That's what he did to Janelle too. When he went into yeah. her house, he got hot water. He needs hot water. Um, yeah, no, but this, it, it's, this started off so, <laughs> oh my God. Well, the fact that he's wearing this jacket, like a business jacket, like a sports coat, yeah, to a this sports meeting. coat on. Yeah. Like he's going to close a deal. And, but Janelle starts out by saying she has not missed Cody. She, she hasn't seen him since before Christmas when they had that fight. And then he comes in and he says, hey, long time no see. Are you going to give me a hug? I mean, he's literally acting like nothing happened. Like they're just good now. They're going to make up and everything is going to be fine. And Janelle is just like, uh, no. Yeah. Well, I will say I thought there was a glimmer of hope there for a second, because when Cody sat down, he did say he did say he does apologize. He actually says the words, I am sorry. And he says, I'm embarrassed about my behavior. And then he does what everyone does. But I'm but. sorry. But um, he's also realizing that Janelle doesn't have a safe way to talk to him. That's first he said safe place and then he changed to way a safe way to talk to Cody. What does that even mean? I don't know. I don't know. But he does. He's been finding the words because then he says something about being triggered. I got triggered so badly. She tricked two years. This is it. This is what he said. Two years of betrayal from Janelle. (laughs) He's endured two years of betrayal from Janelle. And that triggered that trigger triggered. I got triggered so badly. These are actual quotes. I got triggered so badly. So Cody looked up gaslighting and then in that definition, he saw trigger and then he saw trigger and then he saw manipulate. Like he just, he went down the road with these yeah. words and he's like, oh, I got to use this. Okay, gaslighting. He's got a new, trigger. He's got, yeah, he's got another new word, which is transmuting. Yes. And he that was that new. He's transmuting grief into anger. He always tries to group together this grief that he's having over Christine leaving. Never mind that he said he was like basically disgusted by her and not attracted to her or whatever. Now he's grieving the loss of her. Mm -hmm. He's lumping that into how he's treating Janelle. Yeah. And then she says, you know, be a man, separate your relationships and pay attention to me. Like I am not Christine. Don't bring your fucking baggage with Christine over here to me. Yeah. Yeah, she she really I mean, I have to say our girl Janelle was awesome during this conversation because mm-hmm. she absolutely said she stayed on task and she really she absolutely said the things she needed to say, which is really important. Like he's so because she's she, what Janelle says is he's saying that, you know, my relationship with you is crap because I'm mad about this divorce. Right. And this is, you know, again, it's I'm sorry, but I'm mm-hmm. sorry. You know, of course, he can't just say he's sorry. So, but this is the best. When Janelle tells him, well, I think I'd like to stay separated. The look on his face, he is is shocked. He was really surprised. He shit a brick. I think he thought like, I'm going to put on my sports coat. We're going to go there. Maybe, hey. Just going to start thinking about my abs. (laughs) My my pecs. (laughs) My pecs. Oh God, how much she wants me. And then we're just going to, we're going to get into my truck and get it on. I mean, I I don't know (laughs) what he was thinking was going to happen at the end of this Uh, lunch. Yeah. I think he thought that. But um, I mean, he was really surprised that she didn't want to reconcile right then and there. No, and he was shocked to find out 
that the he always thought that the reason why he and Janelle struggled and they had been separated like two or three times during their marriage, he thought it was because she couldn't handle the relationship with her sister wives, not because of him. <laughs> like, oh no, it couldn't have couldn't have possibly no. it was probably because, christine because it was because that awful me, christine it was christine's <laughs> fault that's yes. why janelle couldn't handle it and he's shocked that he's like oh well maybe i was wrong maybe it was me and it's like uh yeah you're the common denominator yeah in all of these relationships well and maybe cody it's the sister wives and you or maybe how you're handling the family or maybe how you're handling the relationship between the sister wives like it could be more than one. It doesn't have to be one right. thing, Tony. It could be many it's things. All of it. So Janelle basically says, you know, I still have a lot of affection for you. And, you know, I but I think we need a third party. I want to do counseling. We need to do that. And so he he agrees. It sounds like he agrees. Yeah. Um, but then of course, Cody goes right back to that same place. He just he cannot handle the fact that Janelle and Christine celebrated Christmas together. And she's like, yeah. wait a second, we didn't do it together. He's like, weren't you together a couple days later? You know, I mean, he's just, he's so fixated on the fact that it comes back to this loyalty thing. He's so mad that Janelle would celebrate the holidays with, I mean, not even the holiday, like that she and Christine saw each other on the 27th. Yeah, in the month like, of December. Yes. I, I know. And then... He, she says, well, you know, why didn't you, you invite Savannah? Why, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and he, then he goes back to, well, all I have to do is have a conversation with the boys. Like what, the boys have nothing to do with Savannah. These are two separate mm -hmm. issues. And if all you have to do again, this, I feel like a broken record. Yeah. If all you have to do is have a conversation with them, well, then pick up the fucking phone and say, hey, let's meet and have a conversation. He, he wants Janelle to orchestrate all of this and i think he's afraid i honestly think that he is afraid to have a, a conversation yes. with them i think he is afraid to talk to the boys i think because i think that they are going to tell him the truth and right. i think he Garrison, does not want to hear that he does not want to hear it i think that he is a f and i think that he is afraid now i think of the savannah stuff because yeah. he's made it even worse by not reaching out and um and, you know, his, we skipped over a little bit, but let's finish the Savannah stuff. But like, cause he goes into this whole reason about why he can't possibly, you know, see, he cannot see Savannah is because, well, a couple different reasons that when Janelle and Christine kicked him out of the house, he separated them from the environment in mm -hmm. which he knows his children. So what he's saying to us is like, well, I couldn't see my kids anymore because I wasn't allowed in the house anymore. It's like, well, no, Cody, that's, these are two different things. And so he's basically saying, because you did not bring Savannah here to celebrate Christmas with me. And that's why I didn't see her. He's well, putting yeah, it back or, on Janelle. Yeah. Or I can only Savannah at your house. No, mm -hmm. you can invite Savannah over to your and Robin's house. You can, you can uh, pick up Savannah and go out to dinner go out to coffee no, Brooke, he can't do that he has business Why? because he is very busy with his business he's especially so, in the evenings oh the yeah after he's school he, hours so, yeah he's so busy in the evenings or in after school he couldn't possibly meet up with savannah yeah when what the fuck like that's what happens when you get divorced you don't go back to your ex's house 
Mm-hmm. to visit your children you either <laughs> have them come to your new house or you go out somewhere like i said to a restaurant or whatever well but he would argue argue with you Ugh. that he's not divorced with Jan- janelle right like he's back to this whole well, like they're separated yeah well but they're separated he's just he's very busy with his business um what, what business <laughs> that, that's a big question cameos i mean very the, busy with those cameos. They have gun shows in from, the nighttime. I don't. Yes. I mean, come from, on. From after school hours, from three p.m. on to ten p.m. <laughs> 10 PM yeah. Cody is very busy. What is doing he doing? Cameos. But this is the other thing: is um, Cody. We all saw a scene last year of you when Solomon and Ariel came oh, home yeah. from school, and you were there. you were so, there to greet them. So this is obviously new business. But I that was. I'm sorry, but that I believe was the fall of 2021 that we yeah. saw you greeting them coming yeah. home from the new school year yeah. and now we're talking about the holidays of a couple months we're talking about like so, three months later unless his business exploded later. in the last you know couple yeah. months again and none of us have heard about any of his businesses so no he's, he's full of shit he's just lazy he yeah. doesn't want to have he wants everything to be easy for him catered to him he wants to be able to say oh I'll just go over to Janelle's and I'll just kill two birds with one stone. I'll yeah. go over there and I'll see Janelle and Savannah will be there and I'll get to see her and I'll get credit for that too. Yeah. Cause that's the only way in which he knows how to have relationships with his children. It truly is. I mean, it, yeah. it, it started to become clear. It was like, Oh, this is the only way you know how to have relationships with them is to show up to a house. Cause this is right. what you've been doing this whole time. Right. But I, I just want to go back to the stuff that Janelle was saying before that about how, um, you know, Cody says this thing first about he that that when they were talking about counseling and he's like, yeah, well, Christine and I, you know, we went to counseling and, um, you know, when Christine and I would have conversations about the relationship, she just was too uncomfortable to talk about it. And this is his new his new reasoning for Christine mm-hmm. was that he claims that Christine was too uncomfortable to talk about the relationship, which is such BS. And I wish they had showed some scenes, you know, show some clips because that's not true. We've seen her do it. And then she left. And then and then he and then he goes right into the issues about the divorce. And this is this is where Janelle finally says okay, enough with this. Like she has been, he has been saying that he has not been attracted to her for years and that they mm-hmm. weren't happy. Mm-hmm. Like, stop. You got to stop. Right. This is sort of the first time, she, I feel like the first time Janelle's really direct said, listen, you got to, you know, this is enough. Yeah, let it go. He but, keeps bringing up all these grievances with oh, Christine. Yeah. It's like, she's fucking long gone. Like, yeah. move on. She's thinking about tasting someone else's ice cream, Cody. Move, move on. <laughs> she's, she's talking got, about. She's going to thirty-one flavors. She's got the date set up. Oh yeah. yeah, trust me. But um, and then the best is is he says, "Well, I'm not going to be angry towards you anymore." Oh well, thank you. And and but I think again, she comes back to I cannot reconcile with you and with you and you being in a bad place with my kids. Yeah, which is a very true thing, but. You know, that's the thing, right? He's struggling. He says he's struggling to survive. Janelle, you know, Janelle, doesn't she understand I'm struggling to survive? And that's why I couldn't see Savannah. And she... Survive what? What is he struggling to survive? The breakup with Christine. The the woman who he was never attracted to and couldn't stand and treated like a piece of shit. He can't survive it. And Janelle and Christine playing mean girls together. Yeah, ganging up on him and howling around. 
And then, oh my God, do you want to say, this is this is what made me laugh out loud. This, I, I mean, at one point- I, Oh, I, I almost, I screamed a little bit. I mean, this was- Well, go yeah. ahead and say, please, please tell us why Janelle, he feels like Janelle's not in love with him anymore, but she's still attracted to him because- What does he because have? He has nice pecs. He has a six pack, he has six pack abs. And that's all she's interested in. Yeah, I- kept waiting. I I was laughing so hard. I had to pause to write this stuff down. And then I started again thinking any moment now he's going to go, ha, 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 ha. No, just serious. This was, this man said this seriously. I, I'm sorry, but we've seen like all those, all that time last season with Christine and out on the porch, he was wearing these shirts, those short sleeve button down shirts. Mm -hmm. That tummy did not look six pack. At all. I mean, the shirt was sticking out, like as if he had a belly. Yeah. Have any of us seen his abs in a while? Six pack abs. Look, you know what? I don't care if he's fucking Jason Momoa or, you know, some Adonis, whatever. Who gives a fuck? If you are that big of a fucking asshole, I'm sorry, I'm really cussing a lot. I'm really worked up. Um, if you are <laughs> that six pack abs. Yeah. If you are that big of an asshole, you are that just ho- much of a horrible person. Oh, no. Who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Uh, no one. No one wants to. Uh, it's not worth it. Nobody yeah. cares. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants that. Nobody. <laughs> I cannot believe he said that with a straight face. I know. I, I, I know. was just like, oh, this this is bad. This is getting worse. <sighs> so then he goes through this whole thing with Janelle where he talks about how, you know, they could be together. This this whole thing about like being together. And then he starts going to this whole thing about like, I can do two nights with you and two nights with Robin and two nights with here. And, you know, all this kind of stuff. I could split my time. Again, no mention of Mary. Right. Like he's no, not even he's factoring no Mary nights. into well, these ha- nights. He hasn't spent a night with Mary in years. I mean, uh, and then and then you know he starts talking about COVID again, and that's when yeah. Janelle was like, "Enough, yeah. we cannot with this COVID about COVID all okay. the time." And she said it plainly, which is, "This is not about COVID. It's about the fact that you can only see one side of this. This is what it's about." Yeah. Yeah, no, COVID is, that's neither here nor there at this point. Um, Yeah, Janelle saying it's not about COVID. It's about being a father and a husband to all of your kids. And you're, you know, being a husband to all of your wives. And then Cody says, but I'm not respected by everybody. Yes. Well, this is where he said this whole thing about the transmute thing, which is so, because Cody, he's so mad. So Cody is so pissed at Garrison for mm-hmm. calling up Robin and I guess hurting her feelings. Though Robin's whole thing now is she's saying that she doesn't want the apology and she's fine. But obviously Garrison called Robin. Robin told Cody right mm-hmm. away. And and however Robin told Cody, he got this idea, right? There's, there's also some telephone stuff here too. And like, what did, I, I really would like to know how did Robin phrase all of this to Cody? Like, in mm-hmm. what way, shape, or form did you phrase it? Did you even phrase it correctly? And then um, um, and then he just says something about this, to transmute that much stuff to someone who was only being compliant. Oh, this is the transmuting. Yeah. This is the Robin. So yeah. Garrison was transmuting 
stuff onto Robin, but he shouldn't have because Robin was compliant. I think that's what it is. Is that, yeah, was, I don't, what is I, I think so. I, I think it, what he's trying to say is how dare Garrison call up Robin, who's Robin's being compliant with his COVID rules. How dare Garrison call up and, you know, uh, shame her for that. Yes. You know, or I don't know. None of this makes any sense. No. Well, mm. and also we've never heard from Robin about what I I would love. We, I would love to hear like I would love to hear from Garrison. What did you say to Robin? I want to hear Robin. Like, what yeah. did you hear Garrison's Garrison say? Now, Cody, what did Robin say to you? <laughs> like, let's figure out yeah, what's going game on Game of here. telephone. Well, I know that they've shown some scenes from this season where Garrison and Gabe and I think Gwen are talking to Janelle and Christine. And I think Garrison does uh, explain what happened Mm -hmm. with this phone call. So maybe that's coming up. Mm. I don't know. Let's hope. But then we're back to uh, the (laughs) B&B. Back to the carriage carriage house. So, um, and she says that Mary says she's in a very weird situation. So my only reason to stay in Flagstaff is to is her relationship to heal her relationship with Cody. Not gonna happen. Oh, Mary. Um, and then we get into the whole thing. Mary saying we've had a lot of businesses over the years, and then we get into this whole thing about business and how businesses are run, and how Robin wanted to work with her sister wives um, during sister wives closet and. You know, she wanted to have that group experience that they had raising their kids together. Mm-hmm. Robin's real hung up on this. She is yeah. she is very mad. Um, and then, well, then you shouldn't have come in in the middle of a family, yeah. like in the middle of their lives. Just start your own, whatever. Um, and then Christine goes into the fact that, yeah, I mean, when you're in this plural marriage, that decisions are made by committee and, you know, it's hard. And then... She, Janelle asks him, like, do, do you want a plural? Do you want plural marriage? You mm-hmm. know? And then, of course, he says, he says, I carried this burden this entire marriage. And I've always been working hard on plural marriage. And what has Janelle been doing? Except working, using him working for his hot, to, yeah. hot body. Oh, and he accuses her several times yes. of using him for his money. His body and his resources. His body and his money. Oof. As if. As if. Like, Janelle was not out there. She was not sitting home eating bonbons. She's out there busting her ass, working full-time, working overtime. To, yes. To get money for the family. I mean, what the hell? I don't know. Um. So he, wait, so she says, so... He's upset because she's been living independent from him as a husband. And yeah, and all she wants is him and his resources. Yeah, using his resources. And he doesn't feel like he's being supported. And um, and then they go back to the whole COVID thing again. And then, so Janelle's like, listen, you know, she says, listen, you know, you, at COVID, everyone had kids at different stages. And you know, each of the kids were going to respond to COVID and have, right, different rules. You cannot make the same rules for everybody of all these kids of various ages. Right. And so it comes back to this whole thing about Cody and how he has to protect the little ones, protect the small children. Um, 
Well, yeah. And Janelle says, all you saw were the needs of the little kids and not the older kids. Mm -hmm. You know, as if, yeah. And, and that that is Cody's problem. He really only cares about kids who are dependent upon him and convenient you know, to get to. Convenient to get to. He has control over. The minute he loses control over his kids, he he flips out, you yeah. know, and it's like, well, they're still your kids. And, yeah. you know, you still have to make an effort. And Cody says, I wish everyone valued Saul and Ari the way that they yeah. value others. That what? was like, what? The what? Like acting as if what? Because Gabe and Garrison wanted to go out and hang out with friends and and write that that means that they then want to just spread COVID to yeah, like they don't the value kids. All that's, Ari. that's crazy. It, it is crazy. And you know what? I want to tell you, a lot of families were separated during COVID. Mm -hmm. You know, people did. Grandparents didn't see their grandchildren for a year, a year and a half, two years. You know, we had that in our family. Like, yeah. you know, like th there were certain people who, you know, well, you know, our father who just calls us incessantly. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't see our dad in person for I think, a year. Two, two, yeah, maybe I feel like it years. was almost two years because, you know, he was a high risk. You know what I mean? It was like, Cody, it wasn't just you. It was the entire nation. <laughs> you know, I yes. mean, it was the entire country yes. had to sacrifice and had to make um tough decisions and had to suffer and, and people died and didn't get to say goodbye to their families and all this stuff and Cody but Cody can only see himself yeah. yes. and what he went through and his problems which literally weren't even that hard they were still getting together they were going out on Coyote Pass and making campfires and sitting six feet apart a lot of families didn't have the luxury of doing that because they couldn't get on an airplane mm -hmm. to go see their families I mean God, I could go on and on and on and on but this COVID thing, if he brings <sighs> up COVID like one more time. Mm, no, he's going to keep bringing it up. I, he, he just, he cannot. Yeah. Well, but the other thing too is, and this is what I said to a lot of my clients. I said, you know what? Unless you're a hundred some odd years old, this is your first pandemic. Like this was everybody's right. first pandemic. Right. And everybody had to kind of figure out on their own, you know, how am I going to deal with this? Like, how am I going to keep myself safe? How am I going to keep the people that I love safe? And how am I going to be in the world? And each person had to decide for themselves how they were going to do it. And this is Cody's big thing is that he wanted to have it all one way because he mm -hmm. it was about control. He keeps coming back to the fact that he wanted, you know, he just wanted to make it easier. He's saving lives or whatever it is. It's like, no, you just, you wanted control and you wanted to make this easy. And you wanted everybody to do what you wanted to do so that right. you wouldn't have to think about anything. Ever. And he want and he wanted to have access and personal contact with all of his family. Well, guess what? The rest of the country, we're all having Zoom, you know, visits mm -hmm. and doing all this stuff. Oh, God. Okay. But that but the thing that Christine was talking about last time was how but the because this is very cruel, which is Let's because it sounds like some of her kids, it sounds like Isabel, maybe she was talking about an incident, if I remember this, that Isabel did, you know, was 
like maybe going out a little bit more, but was trying to stay home and was staying home yeah, to in try the hopes to, that he in the hopes that he would over, show up. And but right. he wasn't showing up. That's the other part of it, Cody. Right. Is that you weren't showing up. So if I was any of these kids and my right. my dad, in, you know, put on all these rules and I was trying to follow them, but you never show up, I too would be like, you know what? I'm going to figure out. I'm an adult or almost an adult. I'm going to figure mm-hmm. out how to do this myself. And that's also, what they did. Here's the other thing. These people are now in the um, early parts of 2022. Yes. Um, Vaccine. Yes. You could get a vaccine as of uh, early 2021. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that would have solved a lot of problems. Yes, it would have. You know, and yeah, if, if Janelle's kids are vaccinated and... Christine's kids are vaccinated. Yeah, as soon as everyone was vaccinated, it, that changed a lot of stuff. But Cody, it's my understanding that Cody and Robin and their Mm-mm. family wouldn't get vaccinated. That's why they got COVID so hard. That's why they had right. that reaction. Right. Such a hard reaction to it. But the best is Cody says, this is he says this all in one breath. He says, I didn't overreact with Gabe and Garrison, but I went to extreme. <laughs> I don't okay. like what does that mean i didn't overreact but i went to extreme that's a distinction without a difference Uh, yes um and then he goes back to this whole thing like we should have a conversation not you know not apology oh god she's like oh my god but basically it comes down to this this is what he said you're he's this is his old thing with janelle you're not validating my position and she says you're not listening to me this Mm. is the problem you know and she's just, she feels like she's just not inclined. She doesn't want to stay in the marriage. Yeah, she says, I'm not inclined to stay in this relationship. And then Cody gives us some explanation about plural monogamy, whatever that is. Yeah, I mean, I guess, um, yeah, this whole plural monogamy. So I guess plural plural marriage is everybody's a family. Plural monogamy would be in separate families and and doing it separately. It's just like, but that's not monogamy. If yeah. You're like in a relationship with more than one person. I mean, Floor maybe you monogamy. Yeah, that's a bunch of bullshit. I don't know. Cody's desperate. The things that he's saying in this episode are so desperate. He's grasping at straws. And then he says yeah. he finally realizes that maybe Janelle is done. <laughs> it's like, oh, you think so? <laughs> oh, and then I love this. OK, so then Janelle brings up the fact that basically she has no house, no money, no estates, no nothing. And Cody says, well, Janelle has the same assets as me. Mm-hmm. And then he's, he does say one thing that is probably true, talking about their house. He says the bank owns Robin's house. Yeah. So that's, which that's very true, because I my understanding is their house is pretty much like mortgage to the hilt. So really? it's not really an asset. You know, if they sold their house, I don't think that they would... Um, clear much money if anything yeah but i mean it comes back to the same thing which is what janelle's saying which is he moved heaven and earth to get rob in this house to get her situated to get her all this stuff and he's not willing to move heaven and earth for me and i think the other part of it is again this is about control because cody wants because he didn't like the fact that janelle got the rv he didn't like putting it on coyote pass like he wanted Mm -hmm. her to get a house you know, yeah. he wanted to get a house where he could have his own space and be comfortable. Yeah, and he wanted more room. Yeah. 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 He didn't want to do any of these things. And so anyway, but um, 
<laughs> and this, this is where he says he sounds like it's just been all about money for it's Janelle. It's all about money. Uh, it's been all about this. <laughs> I, this I don't, oh I don't have any other value. <laughs> yes. And Janelle's just like the disconnect is wild. Okay. Now, now we get into this very interesting part of Cody. I think we, I, I think we learned more about Cody and Janelle in this episode than I think I ever have before. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. So basically, he says, you know, we did a lot of work in Las Vegas and, you know, which I don't know what that, I think that work on the relationships. And he said, you know, mm-hmm. the only thing we have to show for it now is Christina's gone. Christina's gone. Like, it's like <laughs> this weird tick. Like, what does that have to do with anything? COVID, Christine's gone. You know, <laughs> ah, blah, blah, blah. it's always about that. Um, and, uh, you know, he, and then he goes into this whole thing about how, about Christine and how he heard rumors of her leaving before she left, but then she, he would go to her and deny it. I mean, it it's insane. It's insane. And this is when Janelle finally says, get over it. Like, come on, like, stop bringing this up. Well, yeah, but, he he tries to say that he and Janelle had a renaissance. Oh, yes, I Las know. Vegas. That was the best. He said, we had a great time a couple of years in Vegas, man. We had a renaissance. And I'm like, ooh, okay, let's hear about this. And well, they start to get into this. I yes. was like, I Janelle Cody and, and she kind of backs it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she says they were best friends. She misses him in her bed, yes. in her house. She misses their conversations. Oh, yeah. Wow. I was like, Who whoa, knew? okay. I mean, I didn't know that they had such fiery, such a fiery relationship and that they were just, you know, ripping each other's clothes off. And um, yeah, and in, she was all in, about the in pets Vegas. The, oh, the yeah. And his body and just, geez. Boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, Yeah. <laughs> interesting so so if yeah. anyone's wondering if he and uh, if he and Jill have been having sex this whole time they have been yeah, i mean this clearly. is pretty obvious like they are and i think yeah. and you know what i think one of the reasons why he likes her he likes janelle is is that she hasn't been quote-unquote cl- compliant but she's mm-hmm. always been easy easy you know what yeah. i mean and that's the thing and i think he's he's thought of that with janelle in terms of um, and I think this is what trips him up so much right now is this, is that he is so he's shocked that Janelle wants to be out or that she wants to stay separated. And he is shocked he has this relationship with Christine. And he is shocked that Janelle has not just dropped everything to support him through this this divorce. Like mm-hmm. he, he just cannot handle it. And I think obviously it's been that he is so used to her being so easy and so like okay whatever sweep it under the rug it doesn't matter it's fine you know just be in my bed cody you know that's all i need from you (laughs) and and i think that's how it's been so i think he's been and i think probably in the past other things she has been very supportive around and i think he's just shocked he's just he cannot believe and it's like no there's a difference between someone who's passive and getting along just to please you and someone who's compliant and mm-hmm. and willing to do everything that you say. I don't think Janelle was anytime doing all the things that you told her to do. She just was being easier about it. She just wasn't screaming it from the yeah, rooftops she wasn't the way a Christine deal. was. Yeah, and obviously, like he said, she's always been kind of independent and she did what she wanted to do. But because she just did it and didn't make a stink about it and didn't make a big deal about it and didn't bother Cody about it, he was just kind of like, well, okay. Yeah. Go ahead, do what you would do what you're gonna do. Uh, yeah, Cody says that he thought they would reconcile, but yeah. I guess Janelle is enjoying her freedom. 
Hmm? Well, yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, he clearly showed up at the Salsa Brava in, <laughs> in his sport coat. <laughs> He's like, maybe we'll get a hotel after. Yes. I don't know. Ooh, Thinking some that. Havana home. <laughs> <laughs> He thought, oh, maybe I can go over there and I can kill two birds, one stone. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, no such luck. No, no he, he thought it was going to go very differently. He thought that they were meeting so that they could make up and go have some makeup sex after. And she was just like, no, I want to stay separate. Because she and she's and he's shocked to hear. Does she say this, that she's enjoying being separate from him? And she says um, earlier about how she... She likes being that this is good for her to be separate. Being separate from him has allowed her to really think clearly about what she wants. And listen, this is something that couples counselors, we recommend to people all the time. If you think you're at this place is to get separated for a while, like to give, you know, people get separated a lot, like take a few months off and they see and it, it does like it, it does help you think clearly. Like, what is it that I want? Like, yeah, what, what is it? Because she obviously saying, I miss him. She wants to be with him. She wants to make this work. But it sounds like she feels, I think that she keeps seeing how he is so stuck yeah. in his way of thinking that I think this is the thing that's tipping her over. Because we see scenes from next week mm-hmm. where she says I, to Christine, I think yeah. I might be done. And I think that this is, I think she's just like, I love this person, but I cannot. I can't keep talking about COVID. Right. And she's this apology she, anymore. Yeah. Right? She sees that he is not going to move. Yeah. Or she's change. Not gonna, or, not going to move off of that. Or, ch- or take any ownership or responsibility right. for anything. And he's not going to, he's just not going to own any of it. But yeah. he did, agree, he did say that he's not going to be triggering again. No more anger. No more triggering. Whatever. Yeah, we'll see. I doubt Things aren't going to trigger him. But it's like, what are you talking about? You've made this declaration about this several times. And then and then you go off into a, a thing about Christine. Like, no, you obviously, right? You keep doing it. You keep yeah. repeating it. And that was the end. Oh, boy. Wow. And they walk out of Salsa Brava together in separate cars and yeah. go off in their own way. Uh, yeah, Cody's really... Things Oof, aren't, boy. Things aren't looking good for Cody. <clears throat> Yeah, this is, I can imagine for him, this is a huge bruise to his ego. This must be hard for him because I think he really thought Janelle was going to stick around. I, I still don't, the Mary thing, I still don't understand. I, I, I understand Mary. It's, she's been married for 30 years, like how hard this is to separate herself and all of that. But I don't understand why Cody isn't, not willing to just say it to her just say this isn't going to work i think he has said it i mean at least he said it on the show i mean she has to have seen it but he's never said it directly to her and that's what she's saying she's never heard it directly from he said it on the show but he's never said it to her which all of us can see that as like oh you know yeah this is obvious and i guarantee you whenever it is whichever episode the season where she finally says yeah i'm gonna basically be moving my operations mm-hmm. to the B&B and I'm not really going to be around. He's going to have a problem with it. You know, he and yeah. Robin are both going to flip out about it. And it's like, well, what did, what did you think? What did you expect? You expected her to just, just live here in Flagstaff so she could come over to your house on Christmas every year or mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. And otherwise you never see her or talk to her or give a shit about her. No. You know, 
Yeah, that's what he was expecting. I guess. (laughs) God, Mary, please, you cannot get out of there fast enough. Yes, yes. Um, So I I did see, I saw that that Instagram post of Christine this morning. Do you have any any gossip or anything, any sister wives info that you want to share? Any news, any new exciting? I don't think so. Um, I can't think of anything. There's been a lot of, we haven't really talked about this. There's been a lot of news in the Bravo sphere around Shannon and the DUI. Oh, yeah. Real Housewives of Orange County. Did you catch up on that show? No, I have not seen it in like, I don't know, over Mm -hmm. a month. I uh, See, this is like, I'll watch it in the beginning and then I just lose interest so quickly and I just don't care. Like, you know, when it's like every episode is Tamara picking a fight with this girl, Mm -hmm. Jen, and then you know, people gang, I know everyone's ganged up on Heather Dubrow. Yeah, there's but, a lot um, of that, but Heather you... Dubrow, I mean, some of the Heather Dubrow stuff is a little bit like, yeah, they are ganging up on her, but at the same time, she's she's not doing herself any favors, and um, and it, yeah, it's, it's a just... bit of a mess. They're in Mexico right now, and they're at the Playa, you know, they're on the other side, on the Cancun side, like Playa del Carmen, yeah. that, that area, which is like where everybody in the Bravo sphere goes. I guess all these shows go to this Playa del... I've been to Playa del Carmen. It's very nice. Um, and... Well, I, but I think the problem with Heather is that I think it was Kate Casey who was saying this, that the problem is, is that because there's only she doesn't really belong on that show. She doesn't really fit there because there's only one of her. So it's mm-hmm. easy for those other people to all gang up on her, especially now that Tamara's back. Yeah. You know, if there was more than one of a, a Heather type, it would be harder to attack her. You know, yes. And she she really does belong on Beverly Hills. I mean, because because oh, always just sort of ishmael. You know what I mean? Like these kooky yeah. people. They're not like they have money, but they're not like wealthy. Um, yeah. And there's a yeah. lot of. Um, yeah. And yeah. And there's a lot of I mean, what well, the Mexico thing. They Vicky came and the minute she showed up, it was just like, oh, wah, wah, wah. I mean, and then the best is this was the best. So this last episode I mean, it becomes just a mess. Like they're just fighting. They're at this restaurant and Vicky leaves. She leaves the table and walks over to the other side and says, I can't handle fighting. These girls are fighting. I I can't handle fighting. And so then the producers put together because this woman seems to forget that she's been on the show for 16 plus years, 17 years. Right. Mm -hmm. So they show this this montage of all the times that Vicky just flipped out, like, family van! <laughs> like, right, right. you were my soul sister! Blah, blah, blah. And she's just, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't be around all this arguing. It's like, what? Who are you? And why are you here? And mm-hmm. it's very obvious that she's, Vicky is very much trying to produce herself, and she's really trying to make herself seem like she needs to be back on the show. I'm sure it's killing her that she's not, she doesn't have an orange. And, um... But yeah, the whole trip was kind of a mess and they're arguing about the stupidest stuff. And that Gina is so like the argument that they're having, it's like Gina misunderstands it completely. And you're like, what is wrong with you? Like, are you guys paying attention at all? But the Shannon thing, the Shannon DUI, which happened a week ago, 
have you seen the TMZ footage? Yes. Because it's shocking. It's, I was like, oh, she is. Yes. Very shocking. She was driving very fast and she rounds a corner very fast, loses control of the car. It crashes into a home. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of like backs up, then drives down the road and then stops. And I guess she parks her car there and gets out and starts She's got her dog with her. She's walking well, with her dog. Well, I heard, this is what I heard, that she was driving and that she was, her dog, Archie, was with John Jansen, was with John. And that she drove, I guess, to pick up Archie and then came well, back. Well, she was, you know, I don't know. She was very close to his house because someone posted a map of like where she had been. And she drove a very long way. She oh, was really? A, she was at a restaurant that was on this map. It was pretty far away from where she crashed. So she drove all the way from the restaurant to where she crashed, drunk, crashed. And then I think she was on her way to John's house. And what I had first heard was that after she uh, left the scene, she like was acting like she she was like driving down. She was walking with Archie on a leash, probably walking to John's house. But people had already called 911 mm-hmm. and then the police came and stopped her and I don't know. I heard she was injured and on Jeff Lewis's show, he talked about it because he was with her like the night before. And he said that um, she was going to, quote unquote, start intensive therapy, which is probably like outpatient rehab. Mm-hmm. That sounded to me like yeah. they, they don't want to call it rehab. Oh, and- she's, so she's not going inpatient or she was saying that she oh. was doing this before the DUI. She had or is this no, after the DUI? This is after the DUI. Oh, so, so, okay, I heard about this. I just assumed she was going to do impatient, but I guess she isn't. Well, then okay. that's hard. I, it's hard. I okay. can't imagine Shannon doing that. No, it sounds to me like she's doing outpatient rehab because they're calling it like several hours a day of intensive. Therapy. Oh, it's IOP. So in, intensive outpatient program. Right, right. Yeah. And, you know, Jeff Lewis is sticking up for her and saying, well, I don't think she's, Shannon is not an alcoholic. You know, she's just having all these uh, Mm. hard times and things. And it's like, well, look, you know, it doesn't matter what label you want to put on it. The woman has a not a good relationship with alcohol Mm -hmm. and it's affecting her life in a very negative way. And she, yeah. And she lucked out that there was not a small child. Or right, a person right. standing in that place because she really was going she through. Was, I mean, she's going so fast. So even funny. Yeah, I don't. I mean, you know, I feel I feel for her in the sense of like, God, this is so lousy for you. This is so you know, for this to be so public. And I know that this is part of being, you know, in the limelight. And this is it. And I and on one hand, I I, I really do feel for her. But on the other hand, it's a little bit of like, maybe this is what you needed, Shannon. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe this is this is exactly what you needed because you're having full conversations with people and not remembering right, it. Right. And I think the problem with alcohol is, and, and the way people see addiction is this, is that people tend to think of addiction and alcoholism and addict being that someone who, you know, can't go, oh, but I can go days without drinking or I can't, you know, um, if I'm not shaking because I haven't had alcohol. It's like, yes, there's a physical dependency to it too, but 
there are a lot of, you know, you can still be an alcoholic and be someone who only drinks on the weekends. You can be an alcoholic and be sober for a month. And then, you know, it, it's really about what you said, the relationship you have with alcohol. There's a lot of people that are, you know, trying to prove to them, usually to themselves, but to other people, like I'm not, you know, I don't have a problem, so I'm going to stop drinking for a month. But what they're really doing is they're white knuckling it until they can finally start drinking. I mean, that's really what they're doing. And, and so, and that's a problem. That's, that means yeah. that you have a problem with alcohol. And there are some people that just can't ever start at all. They just, you know, one is, one is too many and a thousand's never enough. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah. And I think Kate Casey was also saying, I forget which podcast I was listening to where she was saying all this stuff, but she was a guest on someone else's podcast. But, um, yeah, she was saying that, you know, she felt like Shannon was always hiding behind all of her health and wellness mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And so it was like, oh, no, I, I don't have a problem with alcohol. Look at me. I'm so healthy. I do all yeah, I love stuff. lemons. Yeah. But yeah. You know, Dr. like her, her tincture, her. Yeah. Dr. Moon. And also, too, I mean, these housewife shows, you know, we saw this on Real Housewives of New York, where there was a lot of problematic drinking. Mm-hmm. Luann and uh, Dorinda and Sonia and even Ramona. I mean, and it, um, who was that girl that was recent? Lee with an L? Was the young girl the one that was stopped oh, Leah. drinking? Leah, Leah, yeah, the, the, oh, the tiki torches. Leah, yeah. yeah, she was sober for nine years and decided to just start drinking again and just went off the rails. And it's like it's it's kind of part of these shows. And like I don't watch Salt Lake City, but I've been hearing some things about how there's been a lot of heavy drinking on there. And Heather Gay's had a lot of incidents and. It's like the these shows are just a formula for this. And it it used to be that the shows revolved around, well, back way back when, way back in the day, when they first started, they actually did focus on these women's lives and their families and their children and what it was like, like living in Orange County and the, or living in New York and the pressures you have to deal with and this and that. And over the years, it's just morphed into this show where they just get together and drink. Whether it's on a trip to Mexico or a dinner, there's always like a dinner. Mm-hmm. But we don't even see very much at all of their real lives. And it just, that's why I feel like I'm losing interest in this show. It's just like, oh God, you know, well, and boring. And you can see the man- manipulation and you can see that it's about getting together, drinking and fighting. Right. And and the thing is, is that, yeah, the fighting's fun and it's interesting. And yeah, I'm sure there have been lots of fights that I've enjoyed watching. But I think that they over index that we want to watch women fighting this much. Yeah, like we I really, really don't. I don't. I don't at all. I want to hear interesting stories. Right. I, you know, this is why documentaries are interesting. This is why we like Sister Wives. Like we want to see interesting stories. And the yeah. problem is, is that Tamara has no storyline. Like no, no storyline. Her one storyline was their gym closed. Okay, woo, you yeah. know she has no storyline. Um, Emily doesn't really have a storyline. Gina doesn't have a storyline. Like no, none of these people really have a storyline. The only person that that they have a storyline is like beating up on Heather DeBro because she's so wealthy, and mm-hmm. um and and she puts herself above all of them, and um Jen and the fact that Jen's got this really crappy boyfriend. And that's been the entire show for this, for this season. But I have to tell you, I find it utterly 
fascinating. I don't know why. I've just, I've been finding this season fascinating to watch because I haven't watched it in the last couple of years. Um, but it was just really fun to watch. Just anyway. Yeah. I don't and, but know. you're not watching New York either. No. For, oh, the okay. same, for the same reason. Well, I don't know. A lot of it is, I just don't have time. You know, there's only so many hours in the day and, um, yeah, I just don't really have time, but. Well, so, but the one thing that I was noticing on these shows was that, you know, Shannon's older than we are. And, but, you know, we're about the age of a lot of these housewives. And it just is really surprising just from hearing stories here and there about how much they're drinking, you know, how much of it's not just for the show, right? Mm -hmm. Like how often the these women are on you know in their own spare time like going out and drinking and partying and going to dinner and doing this and doing that and it's like wow you know i i mean i my husband and i we go out we have dinner we don't really drink maybe a little bit like we we're just not you know by the time this age i'm tired i'm really really tired so it's just this idea of like wow you guys are really going out there and partying it up and Woof. This is, I mean, how? I'm exhausted. Yeah. Well, some like Gina stopped drinking. She mm-hmm. she doesn't drink anymore. Um, because she had a DUI. Yeah. She had some issues. And then um, you know, like That's... Kyle Richards stopped drinking. Yeah. Well, apparently. and several a couple of the women on New York don't drink at all. Um, so that's less that that show's been less about these kinds of things. It's just been a lot of um, arguments about mundane things. But I have to say, I've been finding that interesting too. I just find it interesting. So, all right. Yeah. Well, anyway, but I guess uh, yeah. our, our, my hope of doing some, because um, next week is the season finale of Orange County. And then um, I don't know where we're at with New York. I think New York's going to wrap up soon too. So I guess we won't cover those. But... Well, I could try to watch, you know, try to watch the season finale. Mm. I hear, like, nah. I hear, I mean, I don't know. I, I just don't, again, like, what, what is there to really talk about? Like, just, I don't, talking about fights and, you know, I don't yeah. know. All right. Well, but we are, we, uh, Love, Love is Blind is back. Mm-hmm. And we do want to cover that. So we're going to figure out how to cover that. Yeah. <laughs> We've watched the first uh, four episodes, right? So, yes, we yeah. both watched the first four episodes. And so. it's 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 good. Yeah, it's really good. That show is always good, but this year they have even more well, twists. Yeah, people have been. I don't know. I've seen some mixed. Like some people say, some people are hating this season. Some people are loving it. Some people. I mean, definitely this group is. Whew, I mean. A lot. They are some hot messes <laughs> in this group. Of, a I, lot I, of issues. Yes. A lot of unresolved childhood traumas. Yes. And, so um, that we're all going to see crashing down. So we're going to yeah. try to do that. But um, so yeah. thank you so much for sticking around here as we talk about all these things. Um, if you like this podcast uh, and if you haven't already, please give us a uh, five-star review, rating and review, or just the rating. Um, and then follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Psych Legal Pop. And um, yeah, and also if you don't subscribe to the show, please subscribe to the show. Like I said, we are going to be covering Love is Blind 
Um, we are still continuing to, uh, tomorrow, Tuesday will be the final episode of season five of our rewind of sister wives. Mm-hmm. And then I think we're going to branch off and maybe do some other things for a little while since it's been very sister wives heavy. So we will keep you informed. Um, I think that's it, but, uh, yeah. Anything else? No, I think we've covered yeah. it. All right. Well, All right. Thanks. thank you. Thanks for, for tuning in. Tuning in, <laughs> sticking it out. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.